you're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast and I'm your host, Tox Arotere. This is episode 52. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast where we believe your mind is your engine room and with it you can steer your life in whatever direction you choose. Episode 52 is The Cost of Cynicism. Hey you, how are you doing? How have you been? I think it's uncanny that the previous episode was supposed to be a brief interruption, a bleep if you like. I was supposed to share the encouragement that was in my heart in response to the heaviness I thought the world was experiencing. And then Ukraine happened. So there are several ways we can look at this. It's either the world is getting even darker or we are simply growing up some more. And this stuff is what grown up people deal with. I don't know. You tell me, what do you think? I feel so sad for the Ukrainians because of the speed at which this invasion of Russia has happened. Because of the placid response of the West and because a 14-year-old girl was riding her bike yesterday and got killed just as a missile exploded next to her. I feel sad because when I woke up this morning, the heaviest thing on my mind was a dry cough that I've had and that I will be doing some heavy lifting on Monday and my kitchen is messy. And so I'm not trying to add to any heaviness you may be experiencing, but I want to ask you to say a prayer if you haven't prayed for Ukraine. What we think is heavy for us is not if you're not fearing for your life then you are not dealing with any real issues i'm sorry you know the extremes are life and death and where life is guaranteed i think we can put our pain and our mess to one side and stop and pray pray for ukraine is not a prayer until you actually pray And if you missed my previous episode, number 51, I encourage you to listen to it after this one because it's a very encouraging spiel on, you know, like I said, it was an interruption. I just felt the need to encourage you because of the heaviness that I thought that the world was feeling at that time. There's a lot of pain and a lot of challenges and Ukraine's issues have not necessarily reduced the pain that the world is going through as a whole or that individuals are going through. As a matter of fact, it adds to it. So I encourage you to listen to episode 51, which is the previous one, and just uh, share with your friends or share with somebody who needs to be uplifted. What have you been up to? If this is your first time listening, Welcome and thank you so much for joining me. I am thrilled you're here. And if you're a regular listener, what can I say? You rock. 
do they say rock again? I I don't know what people are using these days, you know, because language is evolving at a pace that I am no longer able to keep up with. We've gone from words to emojis and talking about emojis. I was approached recently by someone who wanted some business advice and also his request ended with a business proposition, which I wasn't keen on at least not now. And instead of saying, yes, let's meet up and chat about how I can best serve you. I said, "Mm, let's meet up and who knows where this will lead to. And then I ended (laughs) with a wrong emoji and I hit send and it wasn't on purpose. I just, you know, was in a hurry, typed up and everything. So days later, I go back because I haven't heard back and I was making my plans for the next week. And I read my response and I decide that it totally looks like I'm hitting on this guy. I get home and I tell Jason, I'm like, oh my gosh, Jason, I'm kicking myself. This is what I said. Because I'm now imagining that he would have gone home, shown his wife, and the wife would have said, yep, she's hitting on you. And then they would have gone to the pastor and the pastor will say, mm, she has a Jezebel spirit. I saw it in a dream. <laughs> Social media is where people steal husbands and this one is out to get yours. (laughs) So I tell Jason, and does he help? No. He says, ah, talks, that looks bad. All I wanted from this man was to tell me how to erase my damage or how to feel less like a dummy. (laughs) But he made it worse. Anyway, it's all water under the bridge. I never claimed I was perfect. So there we are. So my team at work has grown and I've had to address the subject of leadership. I discovered some surprising things. You know, when you're busy dreaming about your future and creating vision boards, you're able to create or add milestones to the picture that indicates growth. So every time you, let's say, oh, first I'm going to buy a house and then, or a car and then a house, I'm going to do this and get this degree. And those are milestones that we preempt and we, we decide that we're going to have and we're going to work towards. And for many, many people, things work out exactly how they planned, how they expected it to. But very often there are portions of our journey that we must travel on, but we didn't envisage and we didn't plan for it and we didn't imagine what it would be like. And for me, one of such is leadership. So yes, I knew when I was starting my business on my own with 75 pounds, I knew that one day I will have multiple members of staff and feed lots of family members and and improve the quality of life of my employees and I knew that I was going to have and do all of that because you know it's what happens when a company grows you know you you grow and you need more hands to help run it but what I didn't write into my script was leadership I just never saw myself in that space you know I didn't write it into the script is the best way I can put it I just kind of carried on and just thought, yeah, you know, you see yourself one day, it's one of you. And then the next day, it's like 10 of you. And you you did not imagine what that transition would look like. And so I have been forced to 
look at that and be mindful of the transition that I'm currently in and I share my thoughts about that in my latest episode on my YouTube channel. So head to YouTube, uh, the link is in the show notes of wherever you're listening uh, to this podcast in. Make sure you subscribe, make sure you like the post (laughs) and make sure you share it and do the same for this podcast as well. My goal is to help entrepreneurially minded men and women to excel by changing the way they think. Because if you can harness your thoughts, you can direct your life. If there is one mindset (laughs) that has cost me more than any other, it has got to be cynicism. And if you've allowed this vice, because that's what it is, that's what it can be, to lay claim on your mind at any one time, I guarantee you that it has cost you too. My goal in this episode is not to knock people who identify as cynics, but rather is to help you identify a potentially expensive mindset which can hold you back. My earliest recollection of seeing the ugliness of this trait was in my late teens. Have you ever been in a situation, for example, where you and your friends are having a good time, you're laughing over stuff that's happened or someone cracks a joke, you know, you're just living life and someone says a single sentence that lets all your air out (laughs) and then suddenly the mood in the room just drops and everyone gets all sober. That is what happens when a fault finder or a cynic enters the room. Or if you've ever tried to share a good idea with someone and they are like, "Mm, I know all about that. My sister did that uh, six years ago and it didn't work. And you're like, no, it's it's new. This company has only been running for two years. And if you either invest or you get involved with them, uh, you know, it's different. And and they're like, that's the worst. They're trying to get you. Cynics tend to believe everyone is out to get them. So the first recollection I have was, I was in my late teens, like I said, and I was living alone at the time in my uncle and aunt's beautiful home in North London. The best part was they lived in Nigeria. So for a teen, (laughs) that was heaven, living on my own. My routine was go to college, come home, switch on the heating, grab some food, and, and just shut the sitting room door myself and then watch a pre-recorded episode of Oprah Winfrey or A Different World. And that was just, you know, my life then. And I remember there was this one boy or man who came to see me every single day because he just wouldn't take no for an answer. And because I had a problem saying the word no, I'd quickly get home And I lock myself in the sitting room because if I had to go to the kitchen or go to the bedroom, the way the house was laid out, it meant that if he was standing at the front door, he could see into the house because of the the kind of entrance it was (laughs) and and I'll be caught. So I was basically trapped. In fact, I would say that I was in a hostage situation every single day because this guy would then come, knock on the door, press the bell, and I'm just sitting in the sitting room waiting for the moment to go before I'm free (laughs) again. (laughs) So when friends visited, I'd entertain them with some food and we'll watch Oprah 
or a different world or some music video <laughs> one day I had a friend over and as usual I played my Oprah interviewing Dinah Ross tape this was one of my favorite episodes because I grew up admiring and wanting to be like Diana Ross and Oprah starts the show by saying she had never been nervous about interviewing anyone before but she was nervous about this one because she idolized this superstar from her childhood and my friend without missing a beat announced that's a lie how can she say she's never been nervous before with all <laughs> those important people she's interviewed and then this girl just begins to check off names of big movie stars and various celebrities. It was like someone had poured cold water on me. <laughs> I was actually hurt because it felt like she was saying I was a poor judge of character and I watched a TV show of someone who lied. <laughs> I know I've always been a bit into my own head sometimes too much. So I found myself rising to Oprah's defense, or was it my defense? And a small debate started. I grew up taking people pretty much at face value. I believed people when they spoke and only doubted them. It did given me a clear indication that they could not be trusted. And so this trait of suspicion and doubt and negativity in this person always left a bad taste in my mouth. I remember them just carrying bad vibes all the time. And of course it wasn't due to that one single incident. It was multiple things. It was criticism every 10 minutes. There were so many situations over the years. Sometimes it was directed at me, but more often it was just directed at the world. People who are perpetually cynical cannot simply enjoy life. The search for reasons to add a dash of lemon to everything that's sweet. It is as if they're creating validation of their own angst wherever they go. If you spend enough time with one, you too will become one because it's a mindset and mindsets are formed when the same thoughts or belief runs around your mind until it burns a groove in its path and then it becomes really difficult or even impossible to simply change the way you think because it's a mindset and you've got to recognize the ugliness of it in order to uproot it. Cynicism will cost you <laughs> dearly. Last year I attended an, an event it was a business event and got talking with someone on my table. He's an executive in a large company and he kept gushing about my business, my achievements and felt my story was incredible. And he wanted to work with me on a particular project because he felt I was on the cusp of something big. And these were my thoughts. Hmm. He's just being nice. What does he want? Hmm. Maybe he's a little bit tipsy. Mm, he can't be that much of an exec if he wants to work with me. And it wasn't until I was watching a TV program the very next day and I saw the same scenario play out. Andy Cohen, who is the creator of the Real Housewives franchise, was asked why he chose 
Garcelle, who is one of the cast members for Beverly Hills Housewives, why he chose her for the show. And he said, when I met her, I saw that she was smart and beautiful and she has the most incredible story. And I thought, this is someone I want in my team. He really gushed about her and he hired her or whatever it is they call it, gave her the contract. My jaw dropped because I recognize how God will use anything in this whole flipping world to talk to his children. And that in that moment was him telling me that the man I met simply spoke the truth. And this is how deals are made. I'm going to digress a little bit because I think that sometimes our thoughts and our ideas of how things should be interrupt our progress in life. In my head, I've got this picture of a perfect businesswoman who gets everything right, who looks the part as well, who feels like an executive and feels like a real boss. And that's the image of myself that I have of the future me. And I feel like if I'm not that person, then there will be no success for me. So the person I am today, I don't give her enough respect, if you like. I don't think she carries enough clout to be the one that's recognized by other people as successful and therefore be the one that people want to have deals with or do deals with. And so that was a learning moment for me. You know, cynicism will have you looking over at a promotion or an opportunity and just walking away from it. When you are being celebrated for your work or nominated for an award or you're about to be promoted, you wouldn't even believe that the accolades are deserved. And this is not the same as imposter syndrome. This is you thinking that there is an ulterior motive. Oh, it's because they want to look good as a company. That's why they hired a minority. Well, let that be the case. You grab whatever's been given to you and use it to weave your own story. I believe that if we become less obsessed about people's motives and simply take what they're offering, that will take us a lot further and will give us less stress because cynicism will cost you valuable time for every scenario. You're going to have to construct a story that supports your negative thoughts towards the situation. And that's, that just takes up your time. And let's not forget the emotions that will come with it. The emotions of anger and disappointment and, and disbelief and doubt and, and just all of that negativity and they can be like a bad smell that lingers long after the moment passes. Cynicism will have you disregarding the light that others see in you. It will stop you from taking the steps that will lead to the fulfillment of your goals. And it's going to keep you grinding when really you should be soaring. It will steal opportunities from you. It will drive your helpers away. <laughs> Cynicism will shrink your dreams. Trust me. And it will cost you the life you were supposed to have. All because 
you had no regard for the ones who could see your light. I remember when someone asked me to facilitate a business connection for them. I'm all for supporting small business owners. I will do whatever is in my power to help another entrepreneur win. But this time I regretted doing the introduction because she came back to me and said, he wanted to see my financials. He was asking way too many questions. I didn't like the way he talked to me. Then he had the audacity to tell me his hourly rates, which was really high. I don't trust him. And I've just asked him not to bother. Now that really burned me personally because I connected her with someone that was not only valuable to me, but whom many people will give an arm to be associated with. But this mindset of constant doubt blinded her from seeing his value. And she believed that he wanted something that she had when really she was the one that had the need. The difference between imposter syndrome and criticism is that imposter syndrome is directed at yourself while cynicism is directed externally. Psychology Today describes this mindset as referring to doubt or disbelief in the professed motives, sincerity and goodness of others and by extension in social and ethical norms and values. It goes on to say this attitude is often accompanied by mistrust and scorn and pessimism about others and humanity as a whole. So one may seem more immoral than the other. Imposter syndrome, generally, they believe that they're undeserving of, of their own achievements. And this is something I've experienced as well, and you probably have as well. Cynicism might seem worse or more immoral than imposter syndrome. They are both mindsets that will guarantee the limitation of your growth. Recently, I moved my online store to a new platform and there are significant changes that will happen to your search results on Google when you move, move your domain from one platform to another or you point it somewhere else. And so it dips for a while. And I found myself back in the zone that I was 14 years ago when I launched my very first website. I had learned the ropes of website building and learned about SEO. Someone taught me, I paid them to teach me hourly every week. But then as I was reading, so now we're back here in 2022 and I'm reading an article, brushing up my skills and looking for to fix some errors on the website. I recalled a familiar feeling and it was a feeling of doubt and suspicion and unbelief that the methods that were being described in the article simply would not work. I recalled the emotions of long ago cynicism and doubt and people wanting to take advantage of me. And I can trace where that started. I had had a few SEO specialists lie about their experience and I, that must have scarred me. The trouble is that when the honest ones showed up, I viewed them with the same lens with which I saw the liars. And now I believe that my doubt and my mistrust limited my growth. And if I hadn't had that experience or if I hadn't allowed it to shape my view, i.e. make me more cynical in that area, 
I believe that my business would have grown a whole lot quicker. So I'm not saying that you should take everything at face value or you shouldn't use wisdom or that you shouldn't trust your intuition. What I'm trying to get across is that as you expand beyond your comfort zone, you will experience thoughts that are designed to keep you safe in your old zone. And this is one of them. Your comfort zone's boundary line is made up of different limiting beliefs holding hands in a circle. And if you're going to break into new territory, you've got to confront such mindsets. And for everyone, it will be different. So what are the mindsets that are holding you back? Is cynicism one of them? You don't have to be negative or be a pessimist to encounter such a mindset. I consider myself very optimistic to a fault even, if that were possible. But I see how this costly thought pattern has done a number on me. Don't let that happen to you. So here's an assignment for you. Think about the opportunities you have lost and now, on hindsight, recognize that they were opportunities, not time-wasting offers. What made you say no to them then? Be aware that the answer may be passive. It may not be so obvious. Answers like, oh, I couldn't be bothered, or I just procrastinated. Dig deeper to find your why behind each of those decisions and then ask yourself, if I had responded differently, would my outcome be more favorable? Listen, I cannot thank you enough for giving me your time. I don't take it lightly. I appreciate every download and every subscription and every rating. If you haven't given this podcast a five-star rating yet on the Apple Podcast app, please do so as it helps others to find it more easily. Also remember to connect with me on social media. I'm at Talks Arotere and click the links below to head to YouTube and listen to that awesome episode on leadership. I think you will learn a few things as well and it would cause you to hopefully begin to think about where you're headed and what emotions you need to start preparing for, what mindsets you need to think about transitioning into. And talking about mindsets, my friend Davis is running a coaching course for goal setting. It's a goal setting masterclass. It is running for six weeks, I believe, and it starts on the 1st of March, so it's literally around the corner, but you can still join within the first week. The link is in the notes below. I'm definitely joining on this one because he is awesome and you are awesome. And thank you for listening. And remember to leave from the inside out. Mm-hmm.